You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hello, strangers. Hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome. It's been two months since we last recorded. Yeah, this is episode 65. 65. You know, I thought by this point we would have been closer to 100, but, you know, due to certain hiatuses that have been happening in the world, we've definitely, you know, been a bit slow. I once heard uh, slow and steady wins wins the the race. race. Yeah, you don't want to be fast. Definitely. And shaky yeah so at the end of the race i think we would have been able to record a lot sooner if i didn't if i didn't get hit with a i think the worst like cold i've ever had in my life and not covid no not cold. i was testing but i never got like the actual like the the legit test i guess not i did the at-home testing yeah. and it wasn't covid i've been i was testing every other day it could be it could have been a false negative though or a false positive whatever they say you can still get colds though. Yeah, like exactly. they still exist. Irregardless, it was probably the worst sickness I've ever been through. Um, lost my voice. Definitely like I don't know if I fractured a rib or sprained a rib. Oh my god. Just from the coughing. I've never felt what it was like to know I mean, I guess I would say I would understand what you go through when you have a newborn and you only get like two hours of sleep. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause literally I was waking up every two hours coughing. Um, so that was fun. Oh God, was it that long? It took you a month to it took, recover. It took me about a month to recover, and then another like another month just to recover from the damage I did to my ribs from coughing so much. Oh my God! Yeah. How are your ribs now? Oh, they're all. I'm recovered now. Yeah, so I'm back to normal now. Allergies are attacking me, <laughs> so to speak. Funny thing, interesting fact, I guess, is that a lot of people nowadays are experiencing allergies that they never experienced before. And they're saying that it could be due to the fact that that climate change is having an impact. Does not sound like you're better. No, <laughs> but the allergies are definitely kicking out right now. Really? I never, I didn't read that study on that, but it, it makes sense. Like so much has changed or is, is changing. Like look at April right now. It's still fucking winter out there. Yeah, it's like pretty, pretty intense from a... Um, climate change perspective. Sorry. Oh, totally. So two years ago. Sorry, I have something in my throat. Frog. You know how they always say, is there a frog in your throat? Are you okay, though? Yeah. Should we be good? It's okay. We can keep going. Five, four, three, two, one. So yes, um, climate change. (laughs) Okay, I didn't hear about this. It's... (laughs) It's messy with people's allergies. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Sorry, I didn't know you were going to start. Yeah. Do you want to say that bit again? Forget it. Um, yes. Anyways, um, moving on. I don't know how I'm going to edit this, but I'll figure something out. You said, so climate change is affecting allergies. And then you said something, but I, I couldn't said even... you. I hadn't heard of this. First time hearing it. Well, there you go. Um, I'm glad I could educate you on that. Oh, my God. 
what is going on today? Two months off and we are just... <laughs> We're a mess, I tell you, a mess. Uh, no, I was just saying, um, Google Photos reminded me that two years ago we were wearing shorts and t-shirts. There you go. So I'm glad I didn't uh, put away our winter gear because we're still using it. <laughs> we're still it's deep in so the winter. It's 100%. But besides that, you know, two months have passed. Not much has changed besides, I think, a real lovely thing is that the weather and the, sorry, not the weather, the daylight is longer now. It doesn't oh, get yeah. dark till like 8 or 9 p.m., which is great. It's true. But daylight savings, that, that also has something to do yeah, with it. has no. an influence, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wish that, you know, I just wish that it was like this all the time. Cause oh my gosh, yes. I certainly feel it when it's it, when it's lighter longer. Like, I get off work and I eat dinner and it's still light outside. Yeah. That just, I don't know, something about it. It's like, this is what we put up with for the rest of the year, for the nine months of the year. Yes. Is this is this what moment. we live for. It is, exactly. This extra hour of sun. 100%. Two hours of sun. Even if it's raining, as long as it's still light out, it's great. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll also, see. it's 420 today. Oh, yeah. Happy 420. Yeah. I was wondering where the crowd was, and then I smelt the crowd, and oh, I was yeah. like, well, there they are. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on 420 in general? Uh, you know, I, th I thought we are okay now that everything's legalized. Yeah. You can buy it everywhere. You can smoke it pretty much everywhere. No one gives a shit anymore. So what are we just like celebrating now that it used to be like a protest and yeah. now we're like in celebration? Right. Like oh, God. So do you, do you, are you? I'm not like for it. They always end up at sunset for some reason. Yeah. We're like, when did that become officially the spot? Mm -hmm. And I was happier when it was at um, the art gallery. Yeah. More. So <laughs> say over there. They wouldn't Not in your backyard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not in my backyard. You heard me. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's just it just was messy. They're right. messy. Yeah, it's always like it's like that. It's like I often wonder like people who smoke pot and there's like that quote unquote stoner culture and there's a certain stoner stereotype or just yeah. and I always wonder like do people take on these personas because they think that if you're a stoner that you have to take on this kind of persona. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe they watch Clueless and they were like, "Whoa, it's the stoners!" Yeah, but they have that stoner vibe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people who smoke. Yeah, and they are not like stoner vibes. I guess it's a culture, if anything. Then, right? It's just like that's just it comes with the territory. If you want to be, you know, a pot enthusiast, that you have this option to take on this kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's like do you still want to be yourself or this person? Yeah, now? exactly. So like, well, of course, a rasta. Yeah, I pick this. <laughs> This box. Yeah. And it's mostly like white guys in dreadlocks, right? Yeah. And like baggy pants. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just often wonder. No, it's like totally stereotypes. <laughs> like. But it is though. It's like, and that's the thing. I mean, I guess they call it a stereotype for a reason, right? But I always, I always wonder. It's like, you don't have, you don't have to be you like be, that. You be you, man. Yeah, just be you. You don't have to take on this persona just to fit in and show people that you smoke weed. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't think it's as busy, um, especially today, because it's really rainy. Yeah, exactly. And the stoners don't want to get wet, I guess. No, they can't. Fun fact, uh, on the news this week, uh, Uber Eats has just confirmed that weed delivery is now part of the delivery service. Yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. A drug dealer to their <laughs> resumes. Yeah. They say that. They, I mean, the the topic the topic of discussion is is actually is it actually going to be profitable for Uber Eats, or are people still going to use their their dealer their their, their weed dealers yeah. for it? Right. So it'll be interesting to see how that shifts. I I too am wondering do if people still buy weed from 
a dealer or do they just go to like a dispensary to buy it? I think there's enough like online yeah. weed guys that they they deliver to. Yeah. So I always wonder like what I remember they... back in the day there's this there'd be this courier guy that yeah. would come and then show them your stuff. Yeah, right. It opened it like a briefcase. Right. And be like, these are the things. And you're like, ooh, look yeah, at all the things. Exactly. Uh, you don't get that kind of service anymore. Yeah. It's like you got the, what, the purple haze, uh, the yeah. tropic thunder. I don't know. This is good stuff. And he lifts up the, yeah. the bottom and you're like, whoa, <laughs> other stuff under there. Now you just go to a store and you pick off the menu yeah, instead. You, exactly. So, well, you know, it was, it was going to evolve to that because they deliver beer wine yeah, all that stuff anyway. exactly so it's just part of the you know the the evolution the evolution of you know things that make you feel good deliver to your door so yeah i think i mean i don't think we need really need to catch up on everything that's happened in the past two months oh my god this is like that's so a lot much. yes but, yeah. i do want to say though your recommendation of call me by your name yeah watched it <laughs> loved it yeah i totally know what you meant about crying like a baby because <laughs> i felt it it was like it was so deep and then timothy shamalama ding dong yeah. he's such a good actor he is, isn't he? like um i know there's a lot of that like um, um nepotism yeah. because he's like well connected like yeah. his family is right but he's legit a good actor yeah he is he's a really good actor and he speaks french and he speaks french and um so i read the book okay Totally worth reading. You better than read the it. movie? Way better than movie. But I would say this is probably the best film or a novel to film adaptation that I, I've seen in a long time. Well, hot diggity. Because I saw some really shit ones, like <laughs> where the crawdads, uh, crawdads sing. Sings? Yeah. Boo. Like that's, so, it's so awful. Oh but God. her, like her acting was pretty good. But yeah. like everything else, so shit. Wild I watched with Reese Witherspoon. You haven't seen that. Uh, it wasn't that good either. So I was like very disappointed. Then I watched this and I was like, slow clap. Wow. I'm standing up at home. Did you finish it Ovation. like really quickly? I did. I had to. So I sacrificed sleep and I don't know what my children ate <laughs> during this week or that week I was reading that book. So good. I highly recommend it. Okay. I think I need to read that next. So good. There's like, they give you a little bit more of what more happened, context. not just yeah. um, what happened in the movie. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. That's a really great uh, update, follow-up in regards to previous yeah, recommendations. I was holding on to that because yeah. I just wanted to be like, hey, I get you. I was going to make fun of you for crying, but no, I understand now. Yeah, that movie fucked me up. <laughs> you know, I still think about it. Yeah. Not that you were crying, yeah. but like the movie. Yeah. That's why it's so good. Totally. Like I was on Pinterest the other day and a picture of, uh, uh, what's that guy's name again? Army Hammer, his character, oh, yeah. showed up in his like... You know, his like his casual dress shirt with the short shorts. Yes. I'm like, that's my summer look. Like, I love that. <laughs> You're like, pin, 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 <laughs> yeah. sunglasses. Pin. Literally. But it, ju- it just captured such a mood and feeling the movie. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I could feel the summer in Italy. Oh, you know and I mean? be- was it Italy or France? It was Italy. Right. Um, so now I want to go. That's like another <laughs> reason. I just like, it, it's in my head. I, I can imagine it. And now I got to go where they went. That's it. Have you been planning? I, you had mentioned to me previously yes. that you're planning a, a trip to Italy. I would love to do that. So my cousin, she is um, part Italian and okay. my parents are from there. So I've been talking to my mom a ton yeah. about it. But she's like, so much has changed since the 80s. Like, yeah, I sure. don't know where to tell you. Yeah. Like, okay, so I was talking to my cousin. So she's going to give me the lowdown. Maybe I can piggyback on her trip. Yeah. Just follow her around. Yeah. She speaks Italian too. So Live your call me by your name life. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fall in love, yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Have a summer fling. Yes. Say goodbye to each other at the train station. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then be like, oh, yeah, I have a husband and two children at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't write me. Don't follow me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be that, but I'll cry ugly. You'll be I the one goodbye. who's calling calling the little, the, the, the younger one being like, I got married. I got married. Yeah, so. <laughs> I have a husband and two kids. And then he's like, Jessalyn. <laughs> and like, excuse me, gotta go, bye. <laughs> Anyways, for those who haven't watched yet, yeah, highly recommend it. Highly recommend Would you recommend it. reading the book first and then watching the movie yes. or vice versa? It doesn't matter because I'm going to watch, I haven't watched it again, but I am planning to watch it again. Well, there you go. Because okay. it's that good. I think you need to, you need to sandwich maybe the book yeah. in between the movie. Yeah, I'm really like... You're hyping this up. so Oh my God, do it. I'm definitely going to read this book Yes, next. and then we change your podcast to Call Me By Your Name podcast. <laughs> that's all we talk about. How we parallel, our lives parallel with their book. Okay, great recommendation. Okay, that, that'll welcome. be our spinoff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know if I have the emotional strength to watch it again. Oh, you, you will, I think. After I read the book? I think because, for me anyways, I like the characters so much. Yeah. Like, I want to see them again. I want right. to revisit them yeah. and then see how they're doing. I know where they're <laughs> at. You know, I, that's the feeling I get yeah. from that. So I, it's almost like I don't want to stop right. that feeling. Okay. I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll see. Maybe, yeah, after I read the book, I'll, I'll be inspired to watch the movie again. Yeah. To catch all the things that were missed. All the things. But one thing I will say again, too, is um, because it's such a great film or novel to film yeah. adaptation, the dialogue is like right out of the book. Oh. So it's like whatever you had imagined yeah. um, or when you're reading the book, it's like it's like the movie. Mm -hmm. So they haven't really taken away much hmm. in that aspect. Like right. All the key dialogue yeah. is like in the movie. Oh, my gosh. So good. So good. Okay. okay. Anyways, that's our whole podcast. I love that. I hope that. you enjoyed it. That's your suite, essentially. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I think rather than, you know, recapping what we've been doing for the past two months, I think we should go straight into like, you know, some, some things that have been happening for us. Um, some key things that have been happening in Vancouver, I think, would be also good. Um, and also, yeah, just anything you want to talk about specifically. I think one thing that I want to call out, because it's been a hot topic of discussion um, for us, in the past episodes is you know the the drug and the homeless situation in vancouver yes i do want to address that i think it's important and just what has happened in the sense that you know the mayor you know has now enforced this action where they're tearing apart the tent cities and these tastings and kind of what did they call it dis disin disassembled dissembled yeah and just like they basically trashed yeah. their shit. They literally went down there with garbage trucks and threw everybody's stuff in a yeah. dump truck if they didn't yeah. leave. Um, backed by police. Huge uproar. It's kind of like glossed over now. But yeah, I don't know if that was the best approach. Some people are for it. Some people are saying there's already been an improvement in the safety in the city. Some people are saying, well, now they're just dispersed and now they're showing up in different areas of other people's neighborhood. Yeah. So they didn't really solve the problem. They just kind of like, swept it elsewhere they said you know there I mean? was housing available but the thing with housing it's not a permanent solution exactly so even if you had a place to stay for one night mm -hmm. you don't know if you still have that same place tomorrow totally and another thing is 
those those SROs that they're offering these people aren't even the best conditions anyways. No. So why would a you know a person who's homeless want to put themselves in a worse condition because they're not even safe sometimes? You know what I mean? Well, there was that fire on yeah. what's it called in in Gastown? Yeah, and they found like a dead body oh of that God. girl and, yes. and the other one. So it's like you're not addressing the situation. You're just kind of band aid solving an infected wound. Yeah. So, so you want you don't want to see it anymore. Is exactly. What you're really saying. Yeah. Like they're going elsewhere. Like I joke about it, but it's not a joke. Like Oppenheimer Park. Yeah. Like weren't we all happier when they were all at that contained? Park? Yeah. Yeah. Then we saw and it was fine, mm-hmm. except for the people in that neighborhood. But yeah. like, not our backyard, so not our problem. <laughs> it was fine for me. <laughs> yeah. But that's our thing too. It was like we they were there, mm. and then they were there for years, yeah. and then one day we decided, or the the government or the city decided they didn't want them there anymore. Yeah. So then they had no place to go. Then, then they, they went to Crab Park. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Crab Park, yeah. Strathcona. Exactly. Then they just came back. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you know, this is a band-aid approach. Like I don't know what the solution is, and Same. I think we talked about this a lot. Yeah. Um, but this is obviously not working. Yeah, I think I think the way like obviously Ken Sims is going. I think Ken Sims is the one who's kind of behind all this stuff. But I think his approach is well. I said I was going to do something about it, and this is my solution. So now you can't say I didn't do anything about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Whether it was not the right whether whether it was the right thing to do is a different story. Um, but yeah, it's just something that is kind of like sticking out for me like a sore thumb. Is like we address the situation, but we didn't go about it the right way. But at the same time, I don't. It's not an easy job, so I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess. I, I don't know either. I saw it. It was uncomfortable, and the fact they had, like, a lot of police presence yeah, there, too. So exactly. So it's like, here's intimidation. Yeah. Here's a garbage truck just, yeah. like, trashing your shit. Yeah. And then here is a bin that you can put your, like, personal belongings <laughs> exactly. in. That now you can drag to if you can find shelter. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's... Uh, I don't know. But anyways, just thought I'd bring that up as because it's a huge and super relevant thing going on in Vancouver right now that needs to be talked about and discussed. And really, you know, we all we all are responsible for this. You know, we all have a part in it. So let's just keep the conversations going. So to piggyback on that, too, it's like, yes, we see that in the downtown east side. Mm. And then what we're seeing further east, like in the Fraser Valley, are um, like trailers. Yeah. And they're living in parks now mm-hmm. out there. So mm-hmm. now, like Fraser Valley, it would be Langley to like Chilliwack. Right. There's these um, communities of people living in trailers, mm-hmm. um, and they could be anywhere. Yeah. So it's a parking lot, a field. The ones I've seen is a field and a parking lot, and they used to have homes. They yeah. used to have rentals, and mm-hmm. they lived in certain. Then they had jobs. Right. And then they didn't. Mm-hmm. So one family had um, the, the parents and then their younger siblings, their, not younger siblings, their children, and they were like in their 20s also mm-hmm. hard at. Right. So it's like, you know, they're not drug addicts. They no. even said, I'm not a drug addict. I just like lost my job, yeah. lost their place. And now we, we still work, mm-hmm. but we can't find a place we all can afford. Totally, yeah. So the youngest is 18, so mm-hmm. he's still finishing up school. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's like there's that issue too. It's, it's not like just drugs. Living. It's not yeah. just drugs. Yeah, it's just the way addiction, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like the way the industry is right now. It's like you know, in, inflation, mortgage rates, like yeah, you know, like COVID too. COVID, like everything. Yeah, it's just it's like the one thing after the other. You either sink or swim, and a lot of people are sinking right now. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for anybody who bought a place and then their mortgage like spiked up, right? Oh, yeah. 
That's just crazy. Fixed. <laughs> fixed versus variable. variable yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I I just, I'm, I'm super appreciative and grateful that, like, obviously, you know, I've been able to stay afloat, but I, yeah, I don't know. Times are fucking crazy right now, to say the least. Yeah, that is for damn sure. Yeah. So, anyways, just wanted to bring that up because it's a hot topic for me and I'll continue to bring it up every episode until we solve it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're saying it's safer. Do you feel like it's safer? Mm, I kind of feel the same, but I this is my neighborhood, right? So it's like I I don't feel unsafe, but I don't feel... Have you noticed a difference? Because it would have been, what, that's like two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks happened? ago. Yeah, not really. Okay. It still seems the same to me, but... If I maybe I have yet to go down to that area to see how different it looks. Yeah. So that might be a different story, right? Have you it, been seeing less shit on the ground? I remember uh, that was like yes. a big thing. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm so conditioned to be staring at the ground when I'm walking now that yeah. I just, I don't, yeah, I notice it all the time. <laughs> yeah, there's probably so much shit. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of shit. Like Broad Street Bridge, is, there's always like new shit there. Well, there you go. I, I always wonder if it's actually human or animal. It's human. I think they use the wall to lean up against because oh, there's like a track. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's a toilet so as well. I started running. So three times a week, I run over that bridge yeah. and I always want to make, I want to see. Like, is there new <laughs> shit today? Is this the same shit? No. Yeah. New shit. Well, new track go. marks. Ask Jocelyn if you ever want an update on, <laughs> on, on the poop situation on our bridge. She's got you. I'll update you guys. I've got all the hot hot news yeah. on shit bridge. Hi, this is Jocelyn. This is your daily poop update. We have four poops, four, four fresh poops, poops. brand new. Too old. Enjoy your day. <laughs> Enjoy your day. That could be your podcast. <laughs> it's only it. three minutes. Yeah. But it's just me talking about shit. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Well, I yeah. Anyways, I just kind of wanted to talk about that and also kind of get your perspective on it and also kind of like, see, am I the only one thinking that this isn't a great solve? Because I'm definitely open to people hearing what other people say about it and like if they think it actually has improved. Um, I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. And I think they've just moved anyway. So yeah. are we going to start complaining about? Or they'll just end up at Oppenheimer Park again. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. well. <laughs> yeah, they'll just find another place. Yeah. Anyways, that's a, a depressing situation. It to really say the is. Least, but yes. You, I mean, uh, we'll see how it how it pans out now. Yeah, exactly. But you had brought up a you had brought up something prior to us recording that you had you wanted to talk about um, introverts. Yes. So introverts. This is um, you know we, near and dear to my heart. I am an introvert. I have discovered that I really am. You know, we talked about me being like antisocial. I don't want to make any friends. Mm -hmm. And it's not the case. Yeah. It's like I, I love friends and I value friendships and that. Right. But the introverts in us, we hate small talk. Yes. Kills me. So that is what makes me not want to make friends. Right. Because of that. Yeah. Small talk. Right. Is like it drains you. Yeah, yeah, it drains so much. Because I was like, you know, we Issa had a birthday. It was like a lot of parents yeah. there. It was a lot. And then the next day we went to another party. And mm -hmm. then by the, that weekend, I was like... Wiped. Yeah, I was depressed. Right. I was like sad. There was something off. Yeah. So I Googled my symptoms. Yeah. And it was like, uh, it, it said something hangover like a yeah. socialized hangover yeah. or something 
Yeah. So I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, this is all me. Yeah. Then this book came up. It was called, uh, I'm Sorry I'm Late, I Didn't Want to Come by Jessica Pan. (laughs) I love it. And I was like, I need that book. That's me for every social situation. Yeah. Like, I'll say yes, like 20 days prior. Yeah. But the day comes, I'm like, oh Jesus. Why did I say yes? What did I do? Yeah. Um, And it, this book is hilarious. So it's Jessica Pan. She's um, part Asian. Okay. She's Chinese. Mm-hmm. And um, she is an introvert. Okay. And in their intro is um, where she talks about a person she knows mm-hmm. who's clearly an extrovert. Yeah. But her career had soared because of it. Mm-hmm. She met someone on a plane. Yeah. They hit it off. That person knew someone where she wanted to work in a magazine. Mm-hmm. They connected. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. Cajillionaire. You're right. So she was just like, okay, I know the same person. I also know that publication. Yeah. We also went to the same school and I am broke. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's like because she's an extrovert, the world has opened up to yeah, her. And exactly. because she's an introvert, there's nothing available to her in I get that it. sense. For sure. So her book is Living a Year as an Extrovert. Okay. And in her book, Oh, wait, she's, sorry. She's an extrovert, she's but an she's an introvert. Pretend- Okay. But now in this book, she like journals or she catalogs how she tries to live like an extra. Oh, got it. Okay, clear. So she's doing things. She does like um, stage fright. That'll kill an introvert. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's like one thing she tries to do. She does these like classes that helps her. Yeah. And one thing, actually not even one thing. I've like noted all her sightings Mm -hmm. because they come back to like research or articles she read or books she's read Mm -hmm. and they like point to what i feel i am it's like an introvert but who have like extrovert tendencies like highly relatable yeah totally highly relatable and it made me feel like i don't know seen yeah it's like yeah like validated yeah like this totally makes sense right you know yeah um because i'll be like oh i really don't want to talk to anyone they're like well but you're so friendly you're so yeah. nice it's like no i don't want to do it yeah so um this goes on mm-hmm. and and then she like by the end of it she's like you know she's still an introvert yeah but what she wants is like um a deep connection right. with people yes and i think that's what you know what an introvert or what i am like as an introvert yeah i love that i often find like a great way for me to explain to people what an introvert is like is like um i heard this from somewhere i can't remember where but it's like you have a limited amount of currency social currency to spend every time you make small talk that costs you like x amount of uh, yeah. currency depending on your, your your resilience to small talk you know what i mean so say i have like ten dollars Small talk cost me eight dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then being at a party cost me one dollar. Being being on a date cost me another dollar. Yeah. So by then I'm zero dollars. So then everything going forward is actually negatively impacting me now mentally. Yeah. So like your your social hangover is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, it's a social hangover. Is where you gone into a deficit. You yes. know what I mean. And the only way to make social currency back is to be alone and recharge you know what yeah. i mean no talking often find when i explain because often people think if you're introverted you're antisocial or you're shy yeah it's just yeah. like this negative stereotype right but when i explain you know when i explain in that context then it makes a lot more sense to people you know whereas extroverts you know they start off with zero dollars in currency but every time they have a social connection yeah. they're gaining money right but when they're alone they're losing money if that makes sense that totally makes yeah. sense and yeah. it's like it's in our brain chemistry yeah it's um it's actually in our dna yeah. too yeah 
So I can see there's some extrovert, maybe just being Filipino too. Mm-hmm. Like I find like my family's very like outgoing. Yeah, right. They love whatever. It's part of the culture, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So like I have a little bit of that mm-hmm. in me, but mm-hmm. I'm really innately like yeah. very much an introvert. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, your culture plays a part in it, I think, but also how you're raised, right? I think that's another thing, right? If you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're saying how, um, there's another article she, or an uh, author she cites, is that um, introverts hate small talk so much because it's so surface. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it creates such a divide already, like totally. you're never going to get to the actual person yeah it's like oh what's my name and it's like and that's so because what we want is like a real connection you want to dig deeper tell me all the juicy goss like everything maybe it doesn't have to be gossip but like we just want to get to know you and that's more meaningful yeah the real you the real you not the surface way and i think when i was going back to like making friends with that that's the whole thing mm-hmm. like oh how, what you do on the weekend i'll be like da, da, da. Yeah. but i won't ask them because now that's going to open up and yeah. this is what our conversation is yeah, now exactly. like i feel bad about this it, is the definition like, of our friendship like i yeah. don't want that 100 percent. and then also it's going to end soon anyway totally. so to invest yeah. and then so introvert antisocial mm-hmm. Making friends. It's yeah. not being snobby Vancouverite that sense. It's yeah. just like, I don't want to. I also think, as well, like, probably a, the reason why a lot of people, you know, bitch about Vancouverites is because half the time it's raining and we're indoors, anyways. So there isn't, there isn't as much opportunity to really to be out and about and socialize. I think a lot of people become extroverts in the summer when, when, you're allowed to be outside and be in public and be around people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But half, that's only three months out of the year tops, right? I think the other nine months of the year, it's raining. Nobody's really going to be outside meeting strangers, right? Yeah. And there's not a lot, a lot of public places as well for people to be out there talking to other people. You know what I mean? Unless you have to like physically force yourself to do like a meetup or, you know what I mean? Like what what is there for people to kind of do those social interactions if not outside? Walking, walking around on the seawall, you know what I mean? Going hiking. Yeah. Going to the beach. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so... I mean, I just I just made that connection now, but who knows if it's actually right or wrong. It makes sense to me, though. Yeah. So, but I totally relate to the whole introvert introverted thing. Yeah, it's like literally to be an extrovert, I need to turn it on. Yeah. But the small talk is what definitely kills me. Oh my gosh, I die! Like I'm dead already. Yeah. She asked me how about my weekend, I was like, oh, yeah. Issa saved me. Yeah. I think um like on my on my. Uh, on my Bumble profile, it's like, what is your worst nightmare? And I said to make small talk with a bunch of people that I don't know. <laughs> and then like no one swiped. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> They're like, the worst. But anyways, yeah. Um, I can be extroverted if I want to be. It's just like... You have to be in a setting, yeah. a comfortable setting for that. Exactly. So which leads me to, um, I know you're single right you're still single yes okay <laughs> thanks for Bumble. reminding me <laughs> you're still super alone right yeah, like I'm no one in alone. your life yeah I'm okay a, a pariah to society okay right now. just i had to double check but um she also mentioned this in her book there was an article that modern love had uh had published and i found out it was a, an author from vancouver but um Someone had did uh, a psychologist had done research about thirty six questions to help a couple fall in love. Okay, have you heard of this? No. 
So she tried it with someone she went out with. Okay. And it's basically, you're kind of fast forwarding through like the small talk bullshit. Yeah. And getting into the nitty gritty. But the 36 questions, mm-hmm. there's like two sets. Yeah. The first set's kind of eases you into it. Yeah. You know, fun questions. And before you know it, you're like in deep shit. Yeah. And then you can decide where you go from yeah, there. Yeah, right. At, at any point, you can decide if yeah. you want to stop. But Wait, is this an app? No, this is um, a list of questions. Oh, so you, you bring it people. to like, yeah, so not just people. It's yeah. like the person you're yeah. on a date with. Yeah. So to get through all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if he's an expert, you're, no one wants to sit there right. at dinner. Yeah. Oh. What'd you do for work? Oh, yeah. you, you went to that college? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Three degrees? Yeah. Oh, God. What do you like to do for fun? Like, yeah. I, that's the worst question. What do you I, like to do I for fun? I hate that question so much. Does that come up a lot? Yeah, even not even during dating, but just when I meet people or people are trying to get to know me. What do you like to do for fun? It's like, I don't fucking know. Like, don't ask me that question. Like, not this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. Ew. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, it's like... I don't. I get it. Like I get the intention behind it, but it's like, I don't know. I think that's a terrible way to to ask somebody what they like to do for fun. Yeah, just tell me. Because <laughs> if it were me, I'd be like, yeah, I, I like to sit on my couch and watch YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I do this. Watch me. I'm scrolling on my phone. Yeah, but this is not what I. This is not the everything I like to do. You know. So it's like I find lots of things fun. Sometimes I like just walking around aimlessly. Is yeah, that, you know what I mean. And they're like boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what do you want to do? That's fun. Fun. That's just a gin. It's a, it's a too broad of a question to ask an introvert like me. <laughs> <laughs> I will crumble. Yeah, I will exactly. crumble right in front of you. Totally. Um, so yeah, so like 36 questions and that's supposed to help you right. see where you're both at. Okay. So. Thanks for sharing that. Send I'll that send link it to me. To you. So like, I'll tell you what the first question is. Sure. So given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Can you answer that first? Uh, sure. As a dinner guest, ooh, there's so many. Um, just one, eh? I would say Bruno Mars. He's the first one who came to my head right now. Bruno Mars. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Bruno Mars. I don't know, because he's like hot and sexy, and he's Filipino, and I think he's funny. Okay, cool. I think he's um, a funny guy. Oh, you know what? I changed my mind. Bretman. I started reading oh, his Bretman book. Rock? Bretman Rock. I think I would like to sit down and have dinner with him. Yeah, he seems like a fun, he seems like a, a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's Ilocano, like yeah, my family's Ilocano. Exactly. So like when I was reading it, I was like, I totally get the family vibes. You should watch his MTV uh, Followed series on YouTube. Okay. It's so good. I mean, I, it's not like so good, but it's just like, if you like Bremen Rock, you will like this. It kind of follows him in like a day or a week. Okay. And you just kind of like get to know him and like what his family's like and everything. Okay. Yeah. Highly recommend it. I, I'd recommend his book too. So... I'll have to There's read like it. a lot of okay. I watched a video. There's a lot of swearing. I yeah. guess that's his thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he learned English by watching reality television, so I can see where where he gets all yeah, the swearing totally. and yeah, bitch. Okay. I like that. All right. So that's like the first question. Who would you want to have as a dinner guest? Anyone in the world? Uh, first one that comes to your head. I said Bruno Mars, but I take it back. There's this there's this guy that um, named Sam Harris, and he okay. does he. He's like a, a philosopher slash expert on like, you know, I don't even know what type of, it's like, yeah, philosopher, science. Um, but he, I do all his, I do my meditation through him. Um, so he's like a, 
neuroscience author yeah. podcast host yeah exactly he, he's just a really smart guy he's kind of like more progressive thinking in regards to like you know viewing the world from a different perspective um, okay i don't know it's it's to sum it up in like three words it's really hard but that's essentially what he is but he's a really smart guy i'd love to pick his brain more and he's all about like understanding how the human mind works um and kind of like breaking thought patterns that would normally let a lot of humans actually go through so um yeah he's pretty cool okay actually there's three it's actually three sets of questions okay what's the next one so the la do you want to see what the last question sure. is okay and this is so we went from first to yeah. now this is uh the last question okay so uh, well, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it also ask your partner to reflect to you on how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen interesting yeah so now i guess they through this you're yeah. learning about them yeah. and now they're giving you advice yes and also asking for your feedback and yes. yeah how they're viewing it interesting yeah well that went from like zero to that's, 36 but that's my kind of like conversation that yeah. i want to have right it needs I, that's for me too i would like it to go there i'm gonna definitely try that out next time yes tell me when you go in bumble <laughs> you meet up with tommy once fun and yeah. you're like 36 questions yeah, is exactly fun. go now, do it <laughs> i mean it's a great way i don't yeah yeah i like that yeah cool i like that a lot thank yeah, you yeah so that, that would be a also recommendation i read um a few books lately and they're all great so well, far reading no. is great you should always was it read 10 books a month or a lot of people have that kind of like what who theory? said that not a like goal for themselves oh, i know okay. some people that have had they say like if you read like x amount of books a month like you're kind of like evolving as a human being so to speak okay yeah but I, that's definitely not something i can do i could probably do three well there you go but like that's pretty good you're reading a lot more than i am a month that's for sure i'm sure they're like super short books <laughs> they're picture books really Got it. they have no words in them so i'm really good at that Got i'm it. evolving yeah in that case you're if you're reading books to your kids every night then you're you're blowing that out of the roof so oh yeah I really am. And I've been working on my voices. Like Issa wants only graphic novels for story time oh, right now. Oh, fun. So I have to do all different voices. Well, there you go. So I'm voice acting. Here I go. There's your future career. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, partner. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay. Cool. Thank, so, well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, Jessica I... Pan. Sorry I'm late. I didn't want to come. Yeah. Um, you know, introvert trying to be an extrovert. Two introverts talking right now. We can totally relate. Yes. I love it yeah so all you i think the world is built around an extroverted um personality to say yeah. the least and you can definitely see it in like you know the corporate world or just the working world where if you're extroverted you go places a lot more quickly oh yeah you get promoted you get raises introverts tend to get thrown in the in the you know the last you know unless you have a good manager or some a boss who can actually recognize that and yeah. actually does their best to kind of be the voice for those that don't have a voice yeah. or don't feel comfortable voicing. Um, yeah, but a lot of people aren't that fortunate. So no. not to toot my own horn, but being an introvert and and a leader, I was able to do that. So, oh, so you are <laughs> tooting your own horn. Yes, I am. No, good for you. But and that's anyway, great. That's hard to do, though. It is because extroverts don't really notice that kind of thing. And extroverts tend to be the leaders of the world. So either that or they're maniacs like you know, people want to be presidents and prime ministers, but yeah, psychopaths. Psychos. I literally think they're psychos. Like, why would anybody? What kind of ego do you have to have to think I can run this country? Or the the flip side is like 
I think I can make a change. Yeah. And this is the change I'm not seeing. Yeah. So if I don't try, mm. then who? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was having a, a conversation, a pretty deep conversation with my with my really good friend. And we were talking just about, you know, how, you know, r- realistically speaking, the world is dominated by old white men, so to speak, right? If not old white men, just old men in general who have a very, you know, conservative slash regressive way of thinking. So what would the world be like if we had, you know, more females, you know, a younger demographic of leaders with more forward thinking personalities and like perspectives, how much better the world could be. Um, And then another conversation came up was, would the world be a better place if we had female leaders, all female leaders? Let's look at New Zealand. Yes. She's a really good example of that, right? But then she quit. So like, I wonder like, yeah, not to say that like, I agree with her. I, and I agree with the, you know, the females that we need more female leaders. We need more female representation. And we also need a more stronger female perspective to help run the world. Cause I think females are more compassionate than a lot of those crazy men that are running the world right now. Um, yeah. I just wonder like, what would the world be like if we had more, if, if we had better, it would be better. <laughs> yeah. And then another conversation that came up was like, you know, all 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 men slash old white men are evil right and then i think that is a fair statement to make in regards to the leaders that we have today but do you think that females are being influenced so if we had female leaders and we have female leaders are they being influenced by men and therefore they don't they aren't strong leaders so okay say that again so like they're the female leaders trying to operate in a man's world so to speak and therefore they're failing and therefore they're making you know certain decisions that aren't actually right because my perspective is you can also have female leaders but at the same time female leaders are just as capable of doing corrupt things as men are right yeah and then the counter argument to that was well that's because they're working in a man's world and therefore they're making these decisions because at the end of the day men are having the majority influence in regards to the decisions that they're making right Yes. So do you think that if it was, do you think females are capable of making the right choices without being influenced by men? Or do you think females are making the wrong choices because of their influences? Um, good question. I instinctively want to say because they're still in, you know, a male dominated yeah. world yeah. that they are now like a custom mm-hmm. mind or they are adapting the way they think yeah thinking like a man almost right yeah, yeah. so um yeah i see that perspective for sure it's like they don't have the freedom to think and do what they want to they do. are not the majority so it's going to be like one woman ceo and mm-hmm. there's still like 20 others yeah definitely i mean and like how about that woman in her industry is she the only one yeah and then the rest of at the everyone else in in that corporation is are men mm-hmm. so like she's still the cheese stands alone yeah exactly and i think that's what i'm trying to wonder is like how do we get past that to the point where a female can actually think and act freely to make the right to make the decisions that they are making as a female leader you know what i mean or just as a leader in general without being thinking you know i need to think with a dick so to speak you yeah know what I mean? well those white old men they gotta die <laughs> so exactly then we'll see i think yeah so i think the next generation um they're a lot more woke than Mm -hmm. us all trying to fit in still yeah that i think they'll be the change because like i said 
yeah. children are our future. <laughs> yes, like we always say. Teach they... <laughs> them well and let them lead the way. Exactly. But yeah, I thought it was a really interesting um, discussion that I had with my friend that kind of lingered with me in the fact that like, like, yeah, like I think the world would be a much better place if females were running the world. Um, that's not to say that females aren't capable of making wrong choices or doing wrong things. I think that yeah. was my perspective. Um, but I'd love to see, you know, what that looks like if if females aren't fully influenced by a man's world how much better the world could run yeah it could you know maybe she's corrupt she grew up with a dad who was a piece of shit too so once again we go back to the yeah i think that's well i just saw someone i think herman miller was the company Mm -hmm. she had given herself a six million bonus that year Mm -hmm. and then because her fiscal year is ending in May, and yeah. she took the employees' bonuses away. What? And what she said was, uh, my old boss said to me, you can't live in pity city, so we all got to leave. <laughs> so hike up your boots, let's reach our goal. And it was like a two-minute video of this woman CEO saying, like, no bonuses, yeah. but we're going to work hard. We got to work hard. Pull up your Meanwhile, boots. Meanwhile, she got a fucking payout go. here. And then she paid herself out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that was a new one. Herman Miller. Anyways, I don't know where that article went. Yeah. Anyways, just wanted to talk about that as well. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, just kind of popped in my head. I thought it'd be a relevant topic to talk about. Um, okay. What do you think? Yeah, I guess we're to our sour, sweet and sour, sour and sweet. Yeah, I think so. Do you want to go first? Yes. Okay. Here's a suite. Okay. I know I've said art gallery before, yeah. but this is something they started doing more frequently now okay. is um, uh, art open studios, open studio Sundays. Fun. So they give you all the supplies. Mm-hmm. They do um, like still life. They set something up mm-hmm. and um, you can do watercolors. I think they did pastels one weekend. Um and you, they give you the watercolor paper as well. Oh, nice. And there's like an instructor there who kind of like walks around, sees if you need help. Mm-hmm. And um, you can stay there all afternoon painting. Oh, fun. And it's with your admission. So it's like, go check out the art gallery. And then, then go, go paint. Sit, and then go paint. Feel inspired. Yeah, exactly. Inspiration after yes, that. It's so great. Is like, it adult? Is it kids? Kids, adults. Anybody. Anybody. This one guy, I guess he's there every week. Yeah. They're like, hey, you're back. We added this new thing on this side. Yeah. So he moved seats and then he did fun. whatever he was doing. Yeah. It's like and he's making it afternoon. a routine. Yeah. That's like his um his class. I his love water, it. watercolor class. That's amazing. And then Friday nights yeah. they do like a nineteen plus only like soiree. Mm-hmm. So with your admission ticket or your membership ticket, you'll get a drink. Yeah. There's puzzles. Right. Sometimes they have live music. Mm-hmm. So there's things you can do at the art gallery there besides you go. looking at art. Yeah, so when it's raining like this and you want to be extroverted, get your ass out to the art gallery. Yeah, it starts at five thirty and I think it only goes to eight thirty. So it's well, not really go. interrupting not too bad. your your party yeah, exactly. clubbing clients. Hit the clubs afterwards. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, and then my sour was, um, well, shit on the Broad Street Bridge. And it's, it's always like, it's not the first cover. It's like the second right. one, just like at the, the peak of the bridge. There you go. So if that's you were looking for it, that's where you'll find the it. The open toilet. And then the C23. You know that bus that yeah. runs? The shuttle bus? Yeah, that was so shit. It like, is. It, we, I never get a spot. Like, we tried <laughs> to do it for fun, never get a spot. You're like, forget Everything's it. Everything's always full. Well, so I complained. I called them. Don't take the don't take the C twenty three then. Yeah, never take the C twenty three. Look out for poop on the Burrard Bridge. Yeah, those are my <laughs> advice and tips to you. I love it. Cool. 
Um, my sweet is I just binge watched Beef with uh, Ali Wong and Steve Yun. Was it really um, stressful? Um, it's kind it, of stressing me out that first episode. I mean, yeah, it's. I think I I love the style of it. I love like yeah, just the premise of it. I think it's really really interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't find it stressful. I think it really showed. I mean, the, the whole the whole purpose of that is to show that Asians can be just as fucking angry as white people. Yeah. If not even more angry. Yeah, um, I'd never doubted that. So that was really interesting. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. Um, I finished it pretty quickly. And I like that, you know, we're kind of past the phase of doing stereotypical Asian media now. Now we can actually do do everything like the white people do. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But now we're kind of showing, we're kind of normalizing some negative aspects of being Asian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, like I think like Ali Wong's character, her anger stems from her childhood and her family, her broke, not broken family, but just like, not not corrupt family, but just like, it's just like a broken family, right? Yeah. Like it had issues, right? And all that stems to how she is in, in the age that she is in beef, right? So anyways, really good. I like that addresses really the issues that not a lot of people address right which is asian rage you know asians are often viewed as like you know submissive really nice and very quiet but this is like the complete opposite of that so i kind of like the spin that they're taking on that um so highly recommend beef um negative is or not negative my sour yes sour um yeah i would just say the whole tent city situation that's happened um I don't think it really paints Vancouver in a really great light when we're throwing people's homes and belongings in a dump in, <laughs> in a garbage truck and threatening them, you know? So anyways, that's my sour. That's a good one because it's so sour. It is very sour, but yeah, maybe we'll have some positive news on episode 66. They all get a house. You get a house. You get a house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get a house. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Maybe in two months from now when we record our next episode. <laughs> All right. Well, that was episode 65. 65, yeah. And we're going to try some new things with our intro. We tried to do it this episode. Failed miserably. Mm-hmm. But, it was you know, very painful. We're going to be organic. We're going to be conversationalists. You know, we're just going to make it happen. So expect some changes coming in the next few episodes. Yes, but be kind about it. Be kind. Be very kind. And laugh. Yeah. And be sexy. Until next time. All right. Toodaloos. Bye. Bye.